Grasshopper turns your cell phone into a business phone system that's affordable and incredibly easy to use. Get a toll-free or vanity phone number that's memorable and professional. Customers are forwarded to your phone and connected to you or your team wherever you are. And with our app, your outgoing calls and texts show up as your professional phone number. We'll transcribe your voicemails and send them to your email so you can determine their importance at a glance. So whether you're always on the go or working from home and need to keep business calls separate or you simply want a professional tone, Grasshopper makes it happen. Set up your account in just minutes. There are no long-term contracts and support is 24-7. Get your calls, stay connected, thrive. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com slash radio. Grasshopper.com slash radio. Kentucky Annex, breaking news, weather, and traffic station. This is News Radio 840 WHAS, an iHeart Radio station. The following is a paid program. Just know you're not alone. Because I'm going to make this place yours. News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, with you for the next 30 minutes. And we've got a variety of questions already standing by. You can jump on board if you want to try to get a call in, or you can leave a message and wait till next week. We'll play it on the air for you. You can uh, do that the same way you can reach me anytime, 376-5483, 376-5483. All right, in the studio, my buddy Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach him at 499-6360. Good to see you again, Chuck. Good to see you, Bob. Yes, sir. Also here in for Brian O'Rear, who's out today, it's Andrew Lazone. Lenzone, correct? That's right. Right. A former Marine Corps. Thank you for your service, by the way. Thank you. And uh, he's with Home Team Inspection Service. As you can tell, they hire veterans. They're great. They've done work for both myself and for Chuck. In terms of inspecting homes, you can reach them at 357-0813. And finally, also in the studio today, my son Greg is back by popular demand. Good to see you there, my son. How's it going? It's good. All right, let's hit. Let's go right to it and hit the phones. We'll start off. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Ann. Yeah. I'm buying a home in Old Louisville. Do all inspectors know what to look for in older homes? That's a good question. So, Andrew, is it? do all inspectors get trained in older homes? They do. Uh, they should know what to look for, um, no matter what inspector that you uh, you go through. Now, older homes do um, present more challenges. Uh, you have to know exactly, um, you know, building practices back in the day, and know exactly what uh, what you're looking for as far as uh, deficiencies go. But uh, most inspectors should know exactly what the what to look for. So let's let's just really review. If you're going to look at old Louisville, things that you can see pop up are going to be the type of wiring, which yep. might be knob and tube. Old knob and tube wiring, yep, that's one. Um, just uh, uh, floor structures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, building practices, you know, 100 years ago. Were different. Are, are, they were way different than, than what we have today, yep. Problems that we've seen, gutters that are falling off the fascia, problems with the gutters themselves, uh, cracking in brick, yep. leaning because the foundations were a little bit different. Well, they're old, uh, they're old uh, stone, stone and mortar um, foundations, not yeah. like a you know, reinforced concrete that we have nowadays. Uh, yeah. So should you, and I'm, I'm asking this almost rhetorically, and, and Chuck, let me bring you in this. Um, should you ask an inspector, are you qualified to sure. inspect yeah. an older home? That makes sense to me. And if they 
they say they are, do we get it in writing? I mean, would that be a preferred way to do it? Because if they're not and they miss something, you want to be able to go back to them and potentially say, hey, you, you really messed up here. Well, you can certainly ask for it in writing. Um, they, they may agree to that. Yeah, we'll see what happens yeah. on that. All right. So, and hopefully that gives you a, uh, a basic guideline on what uh, to do in terms of if you're buying a home in old Louisville or an older home to make sure you ask that home inspector, have you, have you done old home or older home inspections? And see if they even have an example of what they've done. I think that might be a might, oh, might, there you go. good way to do it. It's a matter of shopping around. Yeah, 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 I agree. All right, let's go back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. Uh, my name is David Burns. Yeah. And uh, so recently my father just passed away um, in the house. And I'm looking to sell the house. And I'm not sure do I need to disclose that. Hmm. So his dad passed away. Does he need to disclose? So in the house? It sounds like in the house. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like he's yeah. in the house. No, in the house. Don't need to disclose So that. he doesn't need to disclose it. No. But here's where it gets a little iffy. What happens if I'm the listing agent and I list this house? Right. And then all of a sudden I've got a buyer and a buyer's agent who are looking at the house and I get a call and they said, they say, ask me, has anyone passed away in the house? Now, my first thing is, is I'll, I'll call the seller and find out because right. I never want to answer it on the first blush. And I call the seller and the seller says, no, you cannot. I do not want you to release that information. Well, then what am I obligated to do at that point? Well, you're not able to uh, do what your client tells you not to do. But uh, by you telling them that you can't tell them, it's actually going to tell them, won't it? Right. That's yeah. my, I'm, it's a catch-22. Yeah. If I tell them, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not at liberty to discuss that. But is, the buyer. It, is it because of a stigmatized property is the only reason you would have to disclose something? If, well, if something actually that happened, somebody would dying, you, there isn't a stigmatized property. And, and but would no, he have a legal obligation to then tell the person who called him to ask that question, even though he knew, but his, his seller said, don't tell them. Okay, you just ran me around the bush and I lost you. <laughs> yeah. No, and what he's saying is I have a, my obligation is to the fiduciary responsibility to, to your the client. Right, right, right. He's telling me no. He tells you no, you don't. So when I go back to that buyer's agent... If I say I'm not at liberty to say that, mm-hmm. it, it's an answer. Yeah. But is that filling the wishes of the seller? That's where I'm torn on this one. Uh, if you ignore the question from that point, I think that'll also tell them what's going on. Okay. So either or, I yeah. have to follow what the seller would say. Yeah. Got it. And that holds true in the number of other things. And folks, this may not sound like such a big problem, but in the scheme of things, there are ethnicities that really want to know this information. Yeah. Well, there are certain religions. If, if that, yeah, if this building used to be a slaughterhouse, then you know that, that might actually come into play there. And I will tell you from personal experience, and this wasn't this was a a born and raised um, person in the United States who I was working with, and we went to f- look for homes. This was about ten years or so ago, and we f- looked at this one home and. It had been in the in the headlines in the news uh, in the previous two or three years. So we we looked up the address and interested a Google search, and mm-hmm. it turns up that there was a death, and it was not just a, a pleasant death. There was something more yeah. traumatic that happened. I don't want to go into it on a Sunday morning, but so they backed away from the house. So it, it may not be a, a legitimate stigma, but there is a stigma surrounding the house yeah. when something like that happens. And all that yeah. stuff these days is easy enough to find out, though there are a bunch of really interesting court cases uh, about that sort of thing, where yeah. 
where the judges will turn over backwards to set aside a sale. But, you know. Be uh, careful. What you know, Just be, have to be careful. Yeah. Okay. I got you. If you're looking for the future of photography in the Louisville and around the country area, you need to see our Louisville3D.com. It's headed by the guy sitting to my left right now, my son Greg, and his team. You do an incredible job with those video, those pictures and videos that we do. Well, you know, we got to stay competitive in the market, and we got to make sure we market to the best of our abilities. Yeah, and we do. And if you want to see what we're doing, at least with the 3D tours, Louisville3D.com is the place to go. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Bill. Hello, Bill. Just want to know why the square footage on the above grade is measured different than below grade. Okay. So, and this is a, a concern of a lot of sellers. We went to ANSI's standards. And, Chuck, this was, I believe, 2007. Do you remember offhand? Somewhere okay. in there. I'm, think, I'm thinking it is 2007. So we adopted ANSI standards, which is basically a guideline. Before that, uh, you measured the below-grade square footage at a little different level, but certainly not the way it's done now. And what happened was there are people, there were are builders throughout the country, who would have a normal home, but they wanted to make it a walkout because it was worth more money. So they would use a, a backhoe and excavate out the back part of the backyard, then use brick or stone or wood, however they wanted to retain those walls, back them up, called it a walkout, made more money for selling the home. Well, it wasn't really fair because the home typically wasn't on a, a land, a lot that had a fall away backyard, which would have allowed naturally to have a walkout basement. So they started adopting new standards that say, basically, and, here, and here's how I interpret it, folks. And this is the easiest way to remember this. If you list, lifted the house off the foundation and you just left the concrete slab at the lowest level of the house and you just kind of took your hand and were able to lift it straight up, would dirt from the surrounding area around that slab fall onto the slab or could it fall onto the slab? If the answer is yes, the slab is below grade. And based on the ANSI standards, anything below grade is measured at a different rate than the above grade. So that's the easiest way to explain it. Why they do it is basically what I explained in terms of trying to equalize all types of homes. And the good news is appraisers will tell you that when they do the appraisal and when realtors go in and and basically do a CMA, a competitive market analysis, and try to come up with comps for your house, we are using similar homes. So if you have a basement that has no walkout, you're going to be compared to other homes that have a basement with no walkout. And as a result, it's kind of a very fair way to compare one home to another home, and that's how it works. You don't have to worry about the fact that the lower level may or may not be uh, counted at the same high rate as the above grade level, but that's the standards that we go by and that's the way homes are priced and that we have no control of it as realtors. It's basically an adoption that the area uh, has gone to in uh, recent years, past, what, 10 years or so. I hope that helps you. And let's go back before we take a break. One more call. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, the Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, Bob. This is Jesse. Yeah. I just sold my house. And the buyers had an inspection, and it came back that I had radon of a rating of five. What happens if I say no to fixing it? Can they walk away? Okay, so and again, Home Team does 
inspections. You do not do radon mitigation. We do not do the mitigation. We do the testing, though. And, and that's a big differential because I would always tell you, folks, check uh, whether you're a buyer or seller. If you are hiring a, a company to do inspections and they're licensed to do radon testing, I'm not so thrilled. Chuck, can you help, hear me out on this one? I'm not so thrilled hiring somebody who also does mitigation because there's a vested interest of maybe, not that they're going to, but that they could. They could. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know that it bothers me quite so much, mm-hmm. though I have had my experiences with mechanics who look for the problem and then <laughs> realizing they get to fix it. I mean, well, oh, I have that, that fixed, by the yes. way. Yeah. Uh, I actually had one tell me the flux capacitor. Oh, oh the, <laughs> the flux capacitor. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of that, yeah. people might be wondering what that five number is, the Pico yeah. Curie. So if you, yeah. you know. You want to explain? Well, it's just. The, this ah. is my, by the way, son Greg, he follows in my footsteps and. And knows this, we train on all this stuff with our team. Go ahead. Well, we're trying. It's just the it's Pico Curies. It's the measure. It, correct me if I'm wrong. That's I'm correct. not a yep. scientist and I'm not an inspector either. But um, it's what they measure the, the the amount of invisible gas that's coming up from the limestone. And what's the EPA action level, Greg? Test. Well, we know it's four is the four. minimum. However, this is a this is five is is close, and we've seen numbers in the twenties and, and even higher. I had a one hundred and twenty five picocuri so, one. Okay. So what? So what? What would you recommend for this? This uh, well, there's there's a few things. So um, she she could obviously say say no, um, and that gives the the buyers the opportunity to to walk away from the house. Now, typically, what um, sellers have asked me that in the past. And I typically let them know, look, the mitigation system is going to run you in between eight to twelve hundred, eight to twelve hundred dollars for the system. Um, also, uh, let's say that um, your buyers decide to walk. Well, anyone that now you have to disclose that the house has tested high right. uh, in the past. Yeah. Uh, any buyer that comes along more than likely is going to want uh, the house mitigated as well. So. Um, it may just be in everyone's best interest just to keep the uh, keep the process moving along, just to go ahead and, and do it. And just to be accurate, four Pico Curies or above, it is EPA says needs to be mitigated here in the United States. Overseas in parts of uh, Europe, it's two Pico two. Curies. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Which is, um, I mean, it just goes to show you. So, are we behind the times, or are we more? I don't know. Are we more advanced? I don't know who you believe, but. I'm All right. Just, I yep. just know that every oncologist I do a closing for wants uh, uh, tested and mitigated. True. I mean, and that's an important part. Yeah. And you talk to some builders, they say, oh, that's baloney. I don't even want to believe in, in radon. But it's the number two uh, leading cause of second, lung cancer. Yes, leading cause behind of lung, lung cancer. cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Behind, yeah, right behind smoking. Right yeah. behind smoking. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, tips for buying your first home, or if you're looking for a dream home, we'll tell you how to find that. In the studio with me. Steady in for Brian O'Rear, it's Andrew Lazone, who's with Home Team Inspection Service, 357-0813. My buddy Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. And my son Greg, who is with our Kohler Middling Team, 20-plus agents, and they're all ready to help you if you need to find a house. And, of course, I can help you if you want to sell a house, 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord, 
and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hello, everybody. Brian O'Rear with Home Team Inspections, the number one home team inspection business in the entire nation. And team makes all the difference. We bring a team of professionals to inspect each home. Multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough and efficient look at your property. Our teams consist of military veterans. They understand the value of professionalism, attention to detail, and going above and beyond to serve your needs. Visit us at hometeam-louisville.com to schedule your inspection today. Get the team. Get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? I'm Barbara Corcoran and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sokolar. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS Louisville Real Estate Show Bob Sekoler. You can reach me anytime 376-5483 and you'll also hear and see my son Greg. If you list with us, he comes out and does the photography and gets that going and does a great job. Also here in the studio besides Greg, Chuck Crosby Crosby Law Offices 499-6360. You can pick the closing attorney that you want to have close your loan. Chuck's phenomenal. And he does other things, too, including evictions, rental agreements, um, wills. Yeah. What, uh, other th- if it deals with dirt, we do it. Do it. Okay. Also here in for Brian is uh, Andrew Lazone, who's with Home Team Inspection Services. They do a great job, 357-0813. Barbara Corcoran talks about uh, how she endorses us, and we love Barbara. Um, the interesting thing is... There are people in the community who will say, well, Bob, when he goes out and sells a home and he lists it, he lists it low. That's why he sells so many. We sold 442 last year. The answer is, and the truth is, no, I don't. We actually look to try to get the most money for a home. And I'll give an example of what happens when we go higher than another agent might have recommended. We did that with Terry's home. It went under contract. Then it was time for a home inspection. And then... When Terry received the home inspection, she had lived in the home, by the way, a number of years, she was shocked. Eight, yeah, almost 19 years ago. You bought it from the builder? Yes. And did you have a home inspection? I do not recall having a home inspection. I believe I did a walkthrough with um, the builder. Um, but that's been 18 and a half years ago. I've slept since then. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. The, the, the inspection report that came back had a list of things that, uh, quite frankly, from my standpoint, should have been caught by an inspector had you had it inspected. What ended up happening? 
uh, I ended up having to eat the repairs and, you know, worked out a deal with the buyer. And, you know, we worked it out. But I had to take the brunt and pay for those repairs uh, in the end. What would you tell other people who are building a home and are going to close on it? Do they get an inspection? And is it worth to pay to have an inspection by a professional inspector before you close? The most I've ever seen, I've done six transactions buying, selling. The most you'll pay for an inspection is $350 worth every penny. And I will never do a transaction without having a third-party inspector because not only are they um, impartial, um, they're professionals, they know what they're looking for, and they're up-to-date on the building code, and you can't always trust that the builder necessarily is going to carry carry those codes out. Plus, the codes change over the years. So, therefore, you're going to have an inspector who is going to know and be up-to-date on those codes. She is right on target. And 350 yeah. is kind of – it's a varying number based on square footage, and she right. had a house that did not have a basement. In addition to this, the, the problems with the inspector not having a home inspection when she bought the home and now selling it, she also had an appraisal problem because we priced it so high. We took an offer, which was even a little bit lower than list, and then the appraisal came in even lower. More on that, and to prove my point, what I'm telling you, that listen, this is not an easy job, uh, in a couple of weeks we'll hear more from Terry. All right, if you're buying a home and you're a first-time home buyer, a couple of things to look for, things for you to know about. You want to attend, for example, a first-time homebuyer seminar or meet with an agent, a buyer's agent, in their office so they can explain to you the process so you're not going in without any knowledge. Also, know how much you can afford. You want to get pre-qualified or pre-approved by a reputable mortgage company. We had an Internet mortgage company help one buyer of ours, and they just simply gave them a blanket pre-approval letter, never asked them any information about their income, um, tax returns, job employment, and it's it's so wrong because then they go out there thinking they can buy a house not really knowing and the seller puts their home under contract and then they come back and find out they're not eligible and the home's been off the market. So th- it's wrong. These Internet companies need to be vetted a little more closely. You want to pri- prioritize your needs and wants. Put a list together, things that you by yourself, you and your husband, you and your wife, whatever it might be, a list of what is important to you, and then go down the numbers and compare the report, how you each rate things, and so you can come up with one list. You're unified and moving forward. You want to look at mortgage options, look into first buyer home, first time buyer home programs. You want to get that pre-approval loan in order. You want to find the right real estate agent, and then understand the offer process because it's not just submitting a piece of paper and then, like on TV, all of a sudden you come back and says you've got a house. That's just more fiction than reality. You definitely want to get a home inspection, and you need to understand what you are signing at the time and when it's presented to you. Hopefully that helps you looking forward towards buying your first home, even your second or third home. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Fred. Yeah. When I bought my house 19 years ago, the seller did not disclose a leak in the basement, and I'm thinking about selling it now. Do I have any recourse? So, Chuck, um, this is a tough one. Buys a house 19 years ago, realizes there was a leak in the basement. What's what's the legal, what's the law say, and what can you do? There are all kinds of uh, ways to jump 
on a, on a claim, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the statute of limitations. Uh, regardless of which statute of limitations you're looking at, okay. uh, he's pretty much passed all of them. So let's go over it. For anyone who's listening who may have moved into a home and sees a problem that they did not realize exists. Well, just keep in mind that uh, from the time you knew or should have known of the claim, mm-hmm. all sorts of clocks start working. There's some that say, you know, you have to do it within the year. Then there's other mitigating factors. Then with contracts, if there's fraud involved, it can be longer. Uh, it's just, it's not an easy, you have X number of years, period, that's it. You can pretty much say that this, if you know about it, you need to do something about it, typically within one to two years. But one year, definitely, if you haven't done it by then, your arguments start falling all apart. Now, if you didn't know about it, uh-huh. okay, or there was fraud involved, that can string things out quite a bit longer. So let me let me give a kind of a for instance here and tell me where we are in this. Mm-hmm. Let's say buyer moves into a house, and a couple of years later, because mm-hmm. this is actually happening to one yeah. of my clients, all of a sudden they notice a hole in the driveway. They pursue it, and it turns out that under the driveway there might have been an old drum or some sort of septic tank, something underneath there that's creating a cavern. So do they have recourse against the people they bought it from, or what can the people they bought it from say they never knew anything about well, again, it? again, your statutes of limitations start running from when you knew or should sure, have no. known. Okay. Um, and in this particular case, how, how could they possibly have known? Well, that's an argument yep. for them to bring up. Mm-hmm. Okay, The other side will say, hey, wait, you guys, you've, you've taken too long. But then you come back and, and say, no, we didn't take too long because we just found out about this. Here's, here's a better example, though. So you move into a house, all of a sudden your plumbing sewer backs up, and there you call out a plumber, and the plumber says, oh, listen, you got roots in here that have infiltrated. And then you start wondering, could have this have been a problem before? You talk to neighbors, and all the neighbors say, Oh, they had plumbing companies out here all the time doing some yeah, work. That, then, then now you got a cause. Yeah, and then you look at your your uh, uh, seller's disclosure, and if it's not listed on there, yeah. well, now you've got misrepresentation, and, and that's just a whole ball of wax. Okay, uh, so just so it touches, yeah. so they call an attorney like you. Will mm-hmm. you take that case on? Generally, I don't do litigation. Okay. Uh, in our particular area, if you're doing litigation, you're not sitting in the office doing real estate work. So you've got real estate litigators, and there's some great ones out there. And you would refer them to oh, somebody. absolutely. You know. Good. All right. So that's, that's important. So we, now we found one thing that you don't do yes. is litigation. So I'll know that in the future. All right, very good. Un- unless it's a fun-looking case. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, your, your landlord comes up and says, hey, I'm going to kill your cat if you don't get rid of it. Oh, yeah. You know. Now you got a case that you yeah. want to take on. All right. And sure, you get a lot of publicity on that one. Well, defending he's an animal rights warrior. You know? Yeah. <laughs> good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hey, Bob, this is Rachel. Yeah. I'm selling my condo, and my agent insists that I have a paper filled out by my condo manager, but they want to charge me $150. Is this for the buyers? Shouldn't they be responsible for paying for it? So, Chuck, this is a law that went again, yeah. quoting law here. This is this state. A couple years ago. Yeah, Kentucky, I think it was 2012, as a matter of fact, yeah. that said you have to have a condo certificate. Don't tell me 2012, and I'm thinking it's a couple years ago. Well, it's, listen, I'm getting old quicker yeah, we than all I expect. Are. You're not alone. Yeah, but I think it was about that. Yeah, so they, the, the condo, the state of Kentucky says you've got to put out a condo certificate. Certificate. They've got to fill it out. Until, the condo association or the management has to. But the problem is now these, these condo associations, management has found this to be a way to make some more money. Well, you know, I... I I'm really kind of torn on that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to change my voice so they don't okay, know go it's ahead. me. It's not you. This. Oh, it's look, not there's me. Bill Jones' attorney. Yes, hey, yeah. I'm Bill Jones. Yeah. Uh, the fact is there's a limit on what they can charge up front for the condo cert. 
so now on the back end of the deal, uh, they are charging for things like, uh, uh, they'll call it different things, settlement statement. We have to literally uh, call a third party in many cases uh, to tell us whether or not there are any delinquencies. And generally, the way the calendars work with closings, uh, they'll say, oh, well, if you contact us 15 days in advance, it's free or it's minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact is you never know when the property is going to close. Plus, if it switches over a month, the information changes, et cetera. So typically, just from a practical sense, we usually get boxed into about a four-day uh, four window, uh, and they charge about 200 bucks for that. And then the, a lot of these companies will also charge uh, uh, the buyers to uh, come up with a new file. Well, yeah, the problem that we're seeing is that the mortgage companies don't accept the Kentucky form. They want their own form oh, filled out. There you go. And now they're being charged. But the, I believe there's some legislation going through that says the buyer would have to pay for that, but that's still not the case. Yeah, no, they're, they're going to they're gonna hit the seller for that. And this is wrong. I mean, I don't mind. I think it's important that you get the docs. I know the reason why, because you want to have really hardcore information for the buyer to make a decision on. But to charge the seller not once but twice, that's wrong. So, I, it drives me up a wall. And the yeah. fact is I have to put it on my own credit card. Uh, and, yeah. and if it doesn't close, well, then I just pay 200 bucks for it. Right, for nothing. Yeah. yeah. All right. We are out of time, believe it or not. I thank here in the studio Andrew Lazone, who's with the Home Team Inspection Service, the Harris Veterans number one in the entire country, Home Team Inspection Service. They do a great job along with Brian O'Rear and his team. Uh, you can reach them at 357-0813. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, at 499-6360. He does all types of law except litigation, right? right. And thanks to my son, Greg, for sticking in and staying for the show. Stay. Yes, sir. It's time for football. Let's go. Yeah, yeah I hear you. All right. <laughs> Are you ready for some football? You can reach me anytime on my cell phone, day or night, 376-5483. That is 376-5483. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS. News Radio 840.